Hey folks, welcome to Wandering Into Wellness. Um, we're missing somebody, but we've gained somebody else. So Lydia, my buddy, is not able to be here with us, but here, uh, not in her place as my co-host, <laughs> but for the chat, is uh, Dr. Melanie Joy. Thank you very much for coming along. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, we're obviously at VegFest today. Uh, that's your reason for being here. <laughs> You're about to give a really interesting talk that I want to have a chat about. Um, but give us an idea. Can you can you tell us how what's what's brought you to this? Did you could you have expected ten years ago that you'd be at this point? educating on veganism at a conference in Dublin or at a, at a festival in Dublin. It, does, it, does it seem like an obvious transition or obvious was it, was it kind of like an A to B for you or has it been very accidental, incidental? Uh, it's probably a combination of both. I mean, okay. it yeah. was, I certainly had, you know, my heart set on doing my best to make the world a better place. Um, cool. I decided to focus on animals rather than, you know, or non-human animals rather than human animals okay. um, as my primary focus, not to say that I'm not interested in and active in social justice. I certainly am, but okay. everybody only has so much energy they can dedicate to, you know, a particular cause. You and have to so sort of pick a topic. You have to pick a topic. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you just look at the, the numbers of individuals who are being slaughtered and, and harmed um, yeah. and the magnitude of the suffering um, you know I felt I could do the most good focusing on farmed animals um, okay. so you know but so so I knew that my passion was there I just wasn't quite sure where that passion was gonna ultimately take me okay and were you as, as a kid were you really like socially engaged did you have like uh, were you was it do you have a rural or an urban background or what's it like mm -hmm. how, how did you did you grow up in this kind of with these thoughts were they fermenting early in your in your head or I mean if, if thoughts are you know thoughts about uh, life and death and and justice I mean they've been there for a long time sure. um, my family I come from a long line of progressives and fairly okay. politically active people right. um, in my family um, system or most of the people in my family system are like that so you know from a very early age we were having conversations about politics I you know was interested in I issues of privilege and oppression um, mm -hmm. I ended up working I spent you know a very long time um, working. I was a professor. I taught um, uh, courses on privilege and oppression. I taught feminism. Oh, right. um, okay. And I was also very passionate myself. I was one of those people who really did naturally feel a connection with animals. Okay. Um, yeah, and yeah. so for me, it was really a matter of um, when I was 23 and I ate a hamburger and got sick and wound up in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. That I heard some yeah. yeah. That catalyzed yeah. my decision actually to become, to, to really focus my efforts on helping animals. Okay. Wow. So we, that's really interesting because it's kind of a dichotomy, isn't it? Because a lot of people would come mm -hmm. at it's usually veganism from one side or the other. They usually mm -hmm. don't have the social justice aspect, or they they either have that or this, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, an illness or something like that that they find that they, mm -hmm. they transform their their health by by changing. I mean, there are a, a number combo. there are a number of vegans who are very much see the vegan movement and the broader animal rights movement as a social justice movement. Yeah. And there are vegans. People come to this vegan movement from so many different backgrounds. You yeah. know, some people are attracted because of health concerns for themselves. Um, yeah. which is very valid. Other yeah, people yeah, are attracted yeah. because of animal welfare, fair animal rights concerns, and mm. other people are attracted because of environmental concerns, and some people just see this as one spoke among many on a hub yeah. of a wheel that yeah. has social that is social justice. Just becoming more socially conscious, essentially, yeah. Mm. Okay, nice. And so when you're, uh, when you're talking downstairs later on, you're talking a little bit about the message around veganism, right? 
is that it? Or and like how the message is, is it, it, like what, what's the title of the talk again? It's like it's it's really vegans interesting. Vegans and communication. Um, yeah. How how vegans can um, help or hinder the movement. And so is that about like breaking down the barriers, sort of thing, uh, like less of an us and them approach, or or what's what's. Um, it? Well, yes, um, and not entirely. Okay. Um, I I give another talk specifically on vegan non-vegan communication. My my new book is actually on um, relating relationships and communication among vegans, vegetarians, and meat eaters. Oh so wow. Okay. My other kind of hat that I wear is um, I work in, I've been a relationship coach for many years, so as a relationship and communication specialist. Oh, wow. Um, and so I do talk a lot, and I have a number of talks um, that, that cover how vegans can communicate with non-vegans, mm -hmm. whether people are vegan for, you know, animal um, uh, animal welfare reasons or yeah. for health reasons, yeah. how we can communicate more effectively with non-vegans okay. and kind of navigate those defenses. Okay, yeah, yeah. My talk today is vegans communicating with each other. Oh, and, right. And how to communicate in a way that helps to empower the movement and doesn't create um, an us versus them mentality within the movement. Internal divides, which is the worst. The, well, it's the way every every big movement gets picked apart or every movement that, that's, that's failed is picked, picked apart, isn't it? It's Yeah, I mean, it's it's not so much a vegan problem as a human problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it a is, human yeah. problem that affects the vegan movement mm. in pretty profound ways. And so it's important to address because... You know, we are a fairly young, fairly small movement that's growing really quickly. Um, yeah. And there's a tremendous amount, in my opinion, tre tremendous amount of energy is being siphoned off from the movement yeah. um, because of this way of interacting that is um, not helpful and productive. The kind of internal struggle stuff, yeah. And so do you see, <clears throat> like, within other parts of the world, are you seeing the same sort of movement crop up? Is, 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 it, is, it, is it largely a Western society thing where veganism has taken off or is that is that trail being blazed elsewhere as well? Everywhere. Or? Really, is everywhere. it? So, so it's, wow, it's yeah. pretty global. It's it amazing. is a global movement and in some places in the world it's it's you know younger, it's newer than it is in other places yeah. and some places it's obviously places it's obviously more established but yeah. um, yeah, the vegan movement is, is probably, in my opinion, in my experience, and I've been to, to 40, this is my 43rd country now, Ireland. Okay, um, wow. So I've been, I've traveled <sighs> quite a bit and been to a number of countries multiple times. And, and where, whenever I travel, I'm having conversations with people in positions of leadership in the vegan movement. Um, okay. And also often with a, a lot of non-vegans, you know, okay. people who work for the media and interview me or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I haven't seen, I have not witnessed a single exception to the fact that the yeah. movement is growing everywhere. Um, right, right. You know, so either it's really in, in its incipient stages yeah. as it is in like South Korea. Okay. Where people really are starting to have the conversation. Vegan restaurants are starting to like wow. pop up that aren't just Buddhist restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, or it's really a, a robust movement like we see in Tel Aviv, um, you know, in Israel and in so Berlin, strong. Germany and mm. the U.S. And so you live in Berlin. I do. Uh, did you? Wh when did you choose to locate here? Is your is your your part your husband or partner from uh, from Berlin or? Yeah, is he's it? German. He's That's German. That's why I okay. moved there. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. It wasn't around like oh great, this is like a vegan stronghold, like because it is a vegan stronghold. It's amazing. It was a combination of things because he was also my colleague. Um, okay, and all right. So it was uh, it made sense for the work that we were both doing strategically for okay. me to be working from Berlin. Okay, um, yeah, and yeah. Of course, we one of us had to move. Yeah. Um, for the relationship, and it was okay. just made more sense. Strategically for me to go there than okay. for him to oh, come to Boston. And do you do you guys have kids? No. Okay. And so, like, in terms of like future dynamic around veganism, mm -hmm. and I know like there's there's a real tension around governments really stepping in uh, to 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 change whether people are allowed to raise kids as vegans. How do you feel that conversation is evolving? 
Mm-hmm. And is it is it something where are there barriers being broken down? Do you know many vegans who are in government? Are they quietly, you know, in 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 any of these countries, or is there, like, it, are there barriers that are being broken down there, or is it walls being built up? Both. Okay. Um, okay. You know, both right. are happening. There are barriers okay. being broken down. More and more mm. individuals choose to become vegan for mm. for a variety of reasons, mm. and these in, individuals work in a variety of of spaces. You mm-hmm. know, and some of them are are in government and are really okay. kind of actively trying to offset the dominant carnistic you know animal eating bias that yeah. saturated all social institutions government notwithstanding yeah. and of course there is you know resistance to veganism there's a, a backlash you know a yeah. backlash is the reaction of the dominant culture of threats to to threats to its power and as yeah. the vegan movement gains momentum and gains power mm. you know carnistic industries and um, institutions are not going to just you know roll over they're yeah. fighting back yeah some of them, you know, more innovative ones, more innovative companies, for example, yeah. are starting to, you know, shift from producing animal-based proteins and animal-based food products to more vegan products. Yes, yeah, um, this is know, really but, interesting. That but transition. there's definitely this dance happening. Yeah, I guess it's always the way when, I mean, we've seen it with, same with the, like the American Heart Association study around coconut oil, this, like these sorts of like last throws of a kind of a slightly dying entity or what feels like a dying entity that there's still, I mean, there's still a strong hegemony there. They're still kind of essentially in power, but um, but the, the the sense that you you feel like there's kind of a clutching at straws going on, mm-hmm. um, and you certainly feel like there's there's a the evolution is is happening, ready or not, sort of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely, clearly, it's yeah. happening. I mean, I've, I no question um, that this is a a movement, a consciousness that is the trajectory is heading in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, my work is has been on the psychology, primarily on the psychology okay. of eating animals on, yeah, on yeah. carnism. Um, yeah. The invisible belief system that conditions people to eat animals, and I've written and talked a lot about how carnistic mentality. You know, we inherit this carnistic mentality okay. that teaches us to, you know, distorts our perceptions, disconnects us from our natural empathy for animals, yeah. and um, you know, our our rational thinking in many ways, and yeah. causes us to act against our interests and our values and the interests of others. That sure. this mindset is slowly. But surely becoming destabilized yeah. as as more and more people step outside of the carnistic box, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. and start to see more clearly and more rationally um, what's going on, what's happening to animals, what's happening to our bodies when we yeah. put you know these yeah, products yeah. into them, yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. to the environment. Okay, um, they're really starting to demand change. Yeah. So like within that, I mean, people who are speaking from maybe not even the other side of the fence, but some like nutritional scientists who I know would say that you know humans are part of this natural cycle that involves consumption by another thing at some stage candida in inside our bodies is designed to consume us from the inside out at the end of our lives and unfortunately these days consumes a little early and you know at some stage there's this birth and death thing and that there's um there's a sense of maybe that that part of nature is being you know left to one side and that we're, we're we kind of we're trying to treat nature as a as a care bearers environment, which it isn't. It's a pretty, you know, it, nature is, is is a fairly tough thing when you see it happening in in in, mm-hmm. in reality. Do you think when we kind of like move ourselves out of that, how 
is it kind of not moving ourselves away from nature to a degree as well? Do you, does that make any sense? Well, I think sure a, point yeah. before, I mean yeah. a couple of things. We have to be really careful with what we you know define as natural. You know, okay. we're looking at we're looking at this whole concept of what's natural and what's historical mm. through the lens of carnism. Okay. You know, and so yeah, you yeah. can look at atrocities throughout history, human history, have been waged based on the argument that it's natural for one group of humans to exercise, you know, power and control over another. And so this is what we learn in our history books. So we've constructed this whole idea of how we're but supposed to be. This is the be. way it is. Okay. This is the way it is okay, yeah. based on our current mentality and the okay. dominant system that we're a part of. So, yeah. you know, so that's it's a tricky it's a tricky question. And you know, uh, there are many people today as as more and more people step outside of this carnistic bias that mm. they don't even you know that most of us don't even see. Most of us don't realize that when we study nutrition, for example, we actually study carnistic nutrition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there bias is a bias, is an built, inherent bias. Yeah. Built right into the system. Yeah. I mean, it's like studying racist medicine. And okay. in the past, yeah. where people would, you know, conduct studies that simply verified their existing assumptions. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and then justify them based on science. Yeah. So it's more and more people step outside of this carnistic box yeah. and are conducting more, you know, less biased research. Okay. There is more and more evidence demonstrating the benefits of a plant-based diet. Okay, yeah. Um, and you know, and, and there are a number of people who who say, um, you know, with a lot of conviction and a lot of um, very good research behind them, that the natural diet, a more natural diet, mm. is a is a vegan diet. Yeah. You know? I think even were it not the case, mm. I mean, there, we're we're sitting inside of a heated institution right now, a heated building right now, mm. and if we really feel so strongly about getting back to nature, then we need to do away with the vast majority of the things that we have constructed. Big time. Um, I, this is the, this is part. This is why it's part of quite a, like a scary thing, isn't it? I mean, like we were uh, at a at a at a talk was on a panel, a zero waste panel uh, last weekend, and they were talking about how in in Kenya, I think it was in Nairobi, where they detached a a ban, like a thirty thousand dollar. I mean, it must have been local currency. Uh, fine for 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 uh, littering plastic with plastic bags, mm -hmm. um, and and this member of the audience posed this and said like, is this a you know do you think this is the way we should go, and kind of I just I just said like, I don't know if we have the time to do anything else. Mm -hmm. You know it's 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 so we're so late in our our ability to to turn around Definitely. and make change. But do you think that that veganism actually can can help on that front because I think there's a lot of a lot of myths thrown around from both sides as as per the you know the the greenhouse gas emissions of, of cattle versus well cattle are particularly bad I suppose as feed converters go um, but but of a lot of other different like say uh, carnistic or, or like uh, uh, animal species that are used for food um, traditionally versus the kind of uh, possibilities to, to get our protein from other sources I suppose what like how do you feel about that is that is that a is that an easy debate? Is are like is is it something you can you can actually see clear lines in yourself, or, or do you think Absolutely. it's still kind of there's a lot of unknowns there? Well, I th I mean, people have to in order for people to have a productive conversation that mm. leads to greater understanding and you know positive change, mm. they have to be operating from the same set of facts. Yeah, and, yeah, that's a big you know, problem. And right? facts are facts. Facts are not subjective. Mm. They're not. Mm. They're therefore they're not debatable. Mm. You know how we decide to act based on those facts, yeah. um, the meaning we make of those facts, that's subjective. But but facts by definition are objective data points. Yeah. And we have those. Okay, um, yeah. The only reason this conversation about, you know, whether reducing there nobody to my knowledge, even people who are, you know, not vegan and not even supportive really of okay. veganism 
I don't know anybody who does not agree with the fact that animal agriculture is a leading cause of environmental mm. degradation. Mm. The debate is generally about how much of a cause it is. Yeah, um, and, and the and method in which then, it's done, I suppose. So that's a there large are multiple methods in which, I mean, there's, yeah. there's you know, it, it's... Um, what has become a debate yeah. has become a debate in large part, if not entirely, because the facts that exist have been repackaged yeah. and questioned okay. mm -hmm. okay. um, yeah, 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 yeah. in a way to raise controversy where there, yeah. there need not be controversy. Cool. I, I totally I, I, I buy that. I, I would say there's a little bit of that on both sides to some degree, but, but I, I agree with you. I'm not speaking from either side of the fence here. Mm -hmm. um, a very easy position to be in it. Um, but uh, what would I say? Um, yeah, so like future wise, let's say um, there's huge progression in terms of veganism. Like one of the things that I'm concerned about is what happens to the animals, what happens to our grasslands, what happens to the you know fertili soil fertility, which is a, you know, wild animals, that sort of, the, all these kind of large grazing herds, all these things that, I mean, we can't populate those things in five to 10 years. We're also not going to be changing our diet dramatically enough in five to ten years. Do you not to think so? About. That's interesting. I mean, we're talking, I mean, the, the more farmed animals are slaughtered in a single week than the total number of people killed in all wars throughout human history. Wow. And we're talking about yeah. like a multi-billion dollar yeah. global industry okay. that's existed for a very long time. Yeah, and yeah. So five to ten, I mean... It's not the sort of thing that you're going to see a rate of change from that point of view anyway. No, I mean, yeah. it's an unrealistic scenario. Yeah. And so I don't think it's, you know, I think a more productive, um, you know, way to move forward around this issue is to really simply ask ourselves. We know that eating animals is a direct contributor to environmental de degradation, yeah. to human health problems. Mm -hmm. this, this is not disputable. The mm -hmm. question is how much of a contributor. But we are, everybody is in agreement that it is a contributor and a significant contributor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and this is on, you know, quote unquote, both sides. Yeah. Nobody disagrees about that. So okay. we know it is a direct contributor to environmental degradation, okay. a direct contributor to as it stands, some of yeah, the most, definitely. as it stands, yeah. some of the most, you know, prevalent and dangerous diseases we have in the world sure. today, in the West in yeah, particular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we know that is, it is a, you know, a, the, a massive factor in animal suffering. Yeah. So these yeah, are indisputable the truths. So yeah. the, the, you know, I think the question for us is mm. how much can we reduce our participation yeah, okay, in this okay. atrocity? Okay. So, like, there's, um, I don't know, did you see the uh, uh, Simon Amstel uh, kind of like, a kind I of mockumentary you mm -hmm. heard about it, I know it but I haven't watched uh, it what's it not carnism it's, it's uh, something like that it's called carnivore or something like that but um, carnage actually that's it but uh, in it he kind of presupposes uh, like a world that has gone vegan in like I think it's like 50 years in the future and I mean it, it looks he, he it looks great but I think uh, it's interesting to, to see how much we we can't quite imagine like I don't know do you do you have a sort of a, a vision how how it can be a vegan world and how our interactions with other animals will be within that in terms of a wild animal, you know, domesticated animal. Like, what, will, we, will there be such things as domesticated animals or what, where? I don't know that anybody has that answer because do, but do we're you have going the to be in a very it? different place in 50 years than we are now. A big I mean, time. We're going to be in a very different place. I think mm. we're going to look back on this time, um, you know, and see the, 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 the sheer, I mean, the brutality of the way that we live, the way yeah. we look back on the Middle Ages and yeah, say, how folly. did people, yeah. how did people do that? Mm. How did they live like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating time to be living, isn't it? Um, a great, great, great thing you're doing. And I think, I believe the education you're giving mm. is, is fantastic. Um, and I, like I, I'm, I'm so interested to see where this goes. I, I, I have a lot of a lot of vegans I employ as well, and we we have a you know 
a, a very broad based um, kind of approach to it where we kind of offer as much as we can both sides. Um, one thing I, I, I've seen a lot is where uh, vegans who, who do it well do really well, you know, in terms of the, the, the choices of nutrient sources, uh, which is a, a, can be a big issue, vitamin K, B12, D, these sorts of things. Um, but I've, what one thing I've, I have seen a fair bit, which I'd love to hear what, you, what, what your comment on is, um, that vegans can do quite well um, until a point of stress comes and then some things like particularly stores of B12 have seen in a few different um, vegans where they've got gone through super emotional stressful periods, loss of a loved one or something like that and they haven't managed to recover B12 levels. What, have you, do, you, do you recommend certain kind of types of diets or, or choices of supplementation or, or approaches that, that kind of help to combat that? Or? You know, my doctor in the U.S. who's who's not vegan, when I was there the last time and getting my, you know, just getting a checkup and getting my blood done, and mm -hmm. I said, are you worried about me? She had a look on her face. She okay. said, no, you're vegan. I never worry about my vegan patients. Hey, it's my cool. non-vegan patients that I worry about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, she's not vegan herself, but she, she understands that, okay. you know, you're more likely, all things being equal, you're more likely to eat a healthful diet if you're eating a vegan diet. That's the truth. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Statistics definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, statistics demonstrate <laughs> this. And, you know, so you can, if, sure, if you're a junk food vegan and you're living on french fries mm. and vegan pizza, mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to be thriving, yeah. um, you know, physically thriving. Yeah. And many people who are not vegan live like that. Yeah, um, you know, yeah it's the truth, absolutely. Yeah, 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 hamburgers thrown into the yeah. diet. So yeah, the choice so, of being healthy or unhealthy is not vegan versus non-vegan. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's, the how, you, it's how you eat, period. Mm. And, um, and there are plenty of people who are not vegan who have problems with B12 and need to get injections it's because a lot of the problem with when it comes to B12 is mm. the body's ability to absorb it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it's, yeah. I think it's really care important for us not to, um, you know, kind of pathologize vegans um, yeah, yeah. Or, or look at the vegan diet as inherently lacking. Um, yeah, okay. And for me, I do take B12 um, okay, supplements because, yeah. you know, the food that we get today, and I probably would if I were not vegan too. Okay, I mean, I, yeah. I, I would well, supplement whether I'm vegan or mm. not, um, mm -hmm. because the, the, the food supply today is, does not have the level of nutrients that Absolutely. it used to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so, so I'm careful to do that, and I think that's important for, for everybody to do. Cool. Um, nice one. One of the things we, we um, talk about a tiny bit in the shop, and I brought some along today, um, are using kind of edible flowers and concentrated sources of nutrition, vegan or non-vegan, doesn't matter. Um, but I, I think edible flowers are like, they're, I th they're, they're the supplements of the future to a degree because they're so, they, uh, they grow like wildfire. Like if, if within this space that I have, I have a small garden, but you might have 300 nasturtium flowers. Yeah, we need to mm -hmm. roll. It's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, nasturtium I have to flowers. talk in a few minutes. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to hold you up. Um, but but it's, I think there's, there's, this, there's this augmentation that needs to kind of take, not needs to take place, but it'll be really interesting for it to take place where people start to look at, you know, the, the movements along growing your own, you know, uh, taking uh, adopting a plant-based diet all kind of tend towards health, and I would really like to see that mm. that become part of the part of the movement. That one did mean the same thing, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, who knows? It's it's a fascinating time, and and really interesting to to hear your thoughts on it. And there's a natural overlap. I mean, compassion toward I'm I'm a, mm. you know a whole foods vegan to mm -hmm. the best of my ability to be. Um, yeah. You know, I, I eat as many you know fresh whole foods you as I can. Travel a lot as well. It's got to be you know, challenging. Not, it's challenging yeah. for sure. But I'm really committed to to mm. eating healthfully. Um, eating healthfully, part of eating healthfully for me is eating a vegan diet. It's not including you know carnistic products in my mm. diet. And these are you know there's. It's a false dichotomy to think that somebody is either, you know, vegan for the animals or they're vegan for their health. You yeah. know, we are animals too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, veganism is 
is um, it's a value-based practice, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. practicing the values of justice, which is fairness, yeah. and compassion, yeah. which is kindness. And That's so yeah. when you practice you know, compassion toward yourself, you're treating your body yeah. the way that you want others to be treating animals' bodies, yeah. treating, treating the world. So I see no conflict between these yeah. you know, kind of two, quote-unquote, approaches to veganism. Yeah, They're very okay, much yeah. united in my mind. Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. Melanie, thank you so much. I won't hold you up any longer. I know you've got to get down and give a talk. Um, Really, really excited to hear your talk, so we're going to go down and have a listen to it now and um, enjoy the search and flower. Thank you. I'm going to say bye-bye. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, Remember to like and subscribe, post your comments. We always give you like lovely goodie bags out with uh, lots of New Zealand vegan protein and all sorts of good stuff in there. Um, So stay tuned for the next one. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.